We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart. Shh. 
Oh, oh, oh. 
We hope you're enjoying Songs of Praise. Here's some more inspirational music.
and free me at last. Father, I know that you care. For only you are holy, and only you are true. I'm trusting you now. Trusting you now.
Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music.
lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from
still there. He still cares. There's never been a time that he did not hear your prayers. He's still there. He still cares. Day by day that our cup we will fill And 
And when he tells us sacrifice our treasures here on earth, rich blessings are in store for us and joy of matchless worth. Listening to Songs of Praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God.
Precious Lamb, God's own begotten, was no longer in that grave. If you knew Him like I know. Deep inside 
darkness come and step into the light nail scarred hands reach out to help you to pull you safe from death to life friend I too have stood where you Can I trust in sights unseen? But just one step in His direction, then in love He ran to me. If you knew Him like I know,
there's a peace in my heart that the world never gave, a peace it cannot take away. Though the trials of life may surround like a cloud, I have a peace that has come there to stay. Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, 
who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 8, The Physician and Educator. By the use of poisonous drugs, many bring upon themselves lifelong illness, and many lives are lost that might be saved by the use of natural methods of healing. The poisons contained in many so-called remedies create habits and appetites that mean ruin to both soul and body. Many of the popular nostrums, called patent medicines, and even some of the drugs dispensed by physicians, act a part in laying the foundation of the liquor habit, the opium habit, the morphine habit, that are so terrible a curse to society. The only hope of better things is in the education of the people in right principles. Let physicians teach the people that restorative power is not in drugs, but in nature. Disease is an effort of nature to free the system from conditions that result from a violation of the laws of health. In case of sickness, the cause should be ascertained. Unhealthful conditions should be changed, wrong habits corrected then nature is to be assisted in her effort to expel impurities and to re-establish right conditions in the system. Subheading, Natural Remedies Pure air, sunlight, abstemiousness, rest, exercise, proper diet, the use of water, trust in divine power, these are the true remedies. Every person should have a knowledge of nature's remedial agencies and how to apply them. It is essential both to understand the principles involved in the treatment of the sick and to have a practical training that will enable one rightly to use this knowledge. The use of natural remedies requires an amount of care and effort that many are not willing to give. Nature's process of healing and upbuilding is gradual and to the impatient It seems slow. The surrender of hurtful indulgences requires sacrifice. But in the end, it will be found that nature, untrammeled, does her work wisely and well. Those who persevere in obedience to her laws will reap the reward in health of body and health of mind. Too little attention is generally given to the preservation of health. It is far better to prevent disease than to know how to treat it when contracted. It is the duty of every person for his own sake and for the sake of humanity to inform himself in regards to the laws of life and conscientiously to obey them. All need to become acquainted with the most wonderful of all organisms, the human body. They should understand the functions of the various organs and the dependence of one upon the other for the healthy action of all. They should study the influence of the mind upon the body and the body upon the mind and the laws by which they are governed. Subheading, 
training for life's conflict. We cannot be too often reminded that health does not depend on chance. It is a result of obedience to law. This is recognised by the contestants in athletic games and trials of strength. These men make the most careful preparation. They submit to thorough training and strict discipline. Every physical habit is carefully regulated. They know that neglect, excess or carelessness which weakens or cripples any organ or function of the body would ensure defeat. How much more important is such carefulness to ensure success in the conflict of life? It is not mimic battles in which we are engaged. We are waging a warfare upon which hangs eternal results. We have unseen enemies to meet. Evil angels are striving for the dominion of every human being. Whatever injures the health not only lessens physical vigour, but tends to weaken the mental and moral powers. Indulgence in any unhealthful practice makes it more difficult for one to discriminate between right and wrong, hence more difficult to resist evil. It increases the danger of failure and defeat. They which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. 1 Corinthians 9.24 In the warfare in which we are engaged, all may win who will discipline themselves by obedience to right principles. The practice of these principles in the details of life is too often looked upon as unimportant, a matter too trivial to demand attention. But in view of the issues at stake, nothing with which we have to do is too small. Every act casts its weight into the scale that determines life's victory or defeat. The scripture bids us, so run that ye may obtain. That's Corinthians uh, 9 verse 24. With our first parents, intemperate desire resulted in the loss of Eden. Temperance in all things has more to do with our restoration to Eden than men realize. Pointing to the self-denial practiced by the contestants in the ancient Greek games, the Apostle Paul writes, Every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body, and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Verses 25 to 27. The progress of reform depends upon a clear recognition of fundamental truth. While, on the other hand, danger lurks in a narrow philosophy and a hard, cold orthodoxy, on the other hand, there is great danger in a careless liberalism. The foundation of all enduring reform is the law of God. We are to present in clear, distinct lines the need of obeying this law. Its principles must be kept before the people. They are as everlasting and inexorable as God himself. One of the most deplorable effects of the original apostasy was the loss of man's power of self-control. 
Only as this power is regained can there be real progress. The body is the only medium through which the mind and the soul are developed for the upbuilding of character. Hence it is that the adversary of souls directs his temptations to the enfeebling and degrading of the physical powers. His success here means the surrender to evil of the whole being. The tendencies of our physical nature, unless under the dominion of a higher power, will surely work ruin and death. The body is to be brought into subjection. The higher powers of the being are to rule. The passions are to be controlled by the will, which is itself to be under the control of God. The kingly power of reason, sanctified by divine grace, is to bear sway in our lives. The requirements of God must be brought home to the conscience. Men and women must be awakened to the duty of self-mastery, the need of purity, freedom from every depraving appetite and defiling habit. They need to be impressed with the fact that all their powers of mind and body are the gift of God and are to be preserved in the best possible condition for his service. In that ancient ritual, which was the gospel in symbol, no blemished offering could be brought to God's altar. The sacrifice that was to represent Christ must be spotless. The Word of God points to this as an illustration of what his children are to be, a living sacrifice, holy and without blemish, well-pleasing to God. Romans 12 verse 1 and then Ephesians 5 27 Apart from divine power no genuine reform can be effected. Human barriers against natural and cultivated tendencies are but as the sandbank against the torrent. Not until the life of Christ becomes a vitalizing power in our lives can we resist the temptations that assail us from within and from without. Christ came to this world and lived the law of God, that man might have perfect mastery over the natural inclinations which corrupt the soul. The physician of the soul and body, he gives victory over warring lusts. He has provided every facility that man may possess completeness of character. When one surrenders to Christ, the mind is brought under the control of the law. But it is the royal law which proclaims liberty to every captive. By becoming one with Christ, man is made free. Subjection to the will of Christ means restoration to perfect manhood. Obedience to God is liberty from the thraldom of sin, deliverance from human passion and impulse. Man may stand conqueror of himself, conqueror of his own inclinations, conqueror of principalities and powers, and of the rulers of the darkness of this world and of the spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians 6.12 In no place is such instruction as this more needed and nowhere will it be productive of greater good than in the home. Parents have to do with the very foundation of habit and character. The reformatory movement must begin in presenting to them the principles of the law of God as bearing upon both physical and moral health. 
show that obedience to God's word is our only safeguard against the evils that are sweeping the world to destruction. Make plain the responsibility of parents, not only for themselves but for their children. They are giving to their children an example, either of obedience or of transgression. By their example and teaching, the destiny of their households is decided. The children will be what their parents make them. If parents could be led to trace the result of their action and could see how, by their example and teaching, they perpetuate and increase the power of sin or the power of righteousness, a change would certainly be made. Many would turn away from tradition and custom and accept the divine principles of life. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible called The Gift. David wrote Psalm 57 when he was fleeing from Saul. And the theme of this psalm is, Keep me safe, O Lord. Show your mercy to me, O God. Please be merciful to me, for I place my trust in you. I make my refuge under the shadow of your wings until all my troubles have passed. In my fear I will cry out to the Most High God, to God who does everything for me. He sends me help from heaven and will save me. He rebukes those who relentlessly hound me. God in his love preserves me with his truth. I feel I am living among lions. I feel I am burning in the fire among those whose teeth are like spears and arrows and their malicious tongue is a sharp sword. In all my calamities, be uplifted, O God, high above the heavens. Let your glory be shown above the earth. My enemies have prepared a net to snare my feet. My soul is dragged down to the earth. They have even dug a pit in my pathway, but instead of I, it is they who have fallen into it. My heart will not be moved, O God. It is steadfast in my love for you. So I shall always sing your praises. Wake up, O my soul. Awake, lute and lyre. I will awaken the dawn with my loud praises. I will praise you, O Lord, among the congregation of the people. I will sing to you among the Gentiles. For your unfailing love is over us and with us, and your truth shelters us like a cloud. So be exalted, O God, to higher than the heavens, and may your glory be shown throughout the earth. <laughs> 